from the boardroom to the shop floor. Good business runs on good governance. Join esteemed expert in governance, Dr. Nimrod Mbele, for the next hour as he takes us beyond governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele on 101.9 High FM. A very good evening to all and welcome to tonight's installments of Beyond Governance. I'm privileged to be in your space, uh, as we, in, in your space on time, of course, as we continue to discuss uh, issues of national importance. Um, I hope you have heeded the call to support the high FM Feed Our Fire Radiothon. In my view, it is probably one of the pillars of the stations, um, as it's not only about surviving, but it's also about thriving. Uh, you know, for the benefit of the current, uh, let alone the future generation. Uh, if you're not, if you're not done so, I implore you, you know, that you please, um, pledge your support. Call your friends, colleagues, business partners, and, uh, associates so that they, they also, you know, heed the call by, by making those kinds of pledges. Before we move into string of things, uh, I think it's also polite, if not correct, to pay homage and uh, gratitude to the following. Kathy Kayla, thanks for gracing the airwaves. Um, Sasha Starr, Simon Einstein, Mandy Lindiwe, uh, for a well job done. Um, as always, I'm not flying solo. I have Tabo Mlangen, who is the producer of the show. Uh, Tim, and once again, I'm grateful for your company, and thanks for keep, keeping up with me. I know I'm not an an easy person, but uh, you've sort of humbled me in so many ways than one. Uh, if you've missed our, our show last week, uh, not to worry. Uh, simply download the podcast, go to www.highfm.com and let us know what you think. I also implore you to weigh in our conversation tonight via our WhatsApp or WhatsApp, uh, SMS line. Talking of SMS line, uh, the drill is 34519. Uh, our WhatsApp number is 061 and I'm also happy to take your emails at nimrod at high.co.za. Right, moving on swiftly, uh, we have noted that, um, you know, the, the impending sixth administration under the leadership of Sir Ramaphosa, uh, I must say, uh, the euphoria is almost done. Uh, there's no more euphoric about it. The reality is upon us. And in my view, the biggest challenge, um, which the president is, has to really address is the sluggish economy growth that is characterized by high unemployment rate, low productivity. Uh, in making sense of these issues, I'll be joined in studio by a regular uh, voice, uh, Mr. Justice Ndaba, and of course, uh, Eric Stillerman. The two colleagues will assist in, ra- in, in unraveling this monstrosity, I would call it, uh, you know, uh, which Sheldon Maposa did say to the world that uh, not only is he ready, but he's willing, capable, and competent to lead uh, South African Inc. Uh, it's a matter of time. We'll see how the whole thing un- un- unfold. Uh, maybe putting issues in context, some of the things that obviously part of the delivery on his part uh, would also look at the size, the size of the cabinet. We've noted that the South African cabinet uh, or the cabinet under his predecessor was probably the largest. We had 35 ministries under the, you know, with the deputy ministers. In total, we had about 73 cabinet, uh, uh, 73 seats in cabinets under Jacob Zuma. And this will probably one of the biggest, one of the low-hanging fruit that, uh, you know, president will have to look at. Um, and whether, you know, I'm sure, you know, everybody, everybody can see that 
he's going to take that route, but you don't know what the look and feel of the new cabinet will be like. And perhaps maybe Justice could just share some light uh, with us in terms of, uh, of of your own anticipation in relation to the, 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 the newly uh, configured uh, cabinet. Which uh, portfolios do you think are more strategic, which uh, the president will either amplify or bring in the new ones? On that note, let me take this opportunity to welcome you. Thank you, Doc. Good evening. Good evening, Tabo, and to the listeners. Mm. Sure, sure. So, like I said, you know, one would say the lowest, the low-hanging fruit in the uh, Ramaphosa, the sixth administration, is going to be around the look and feel of the cabinet. Surely, you know, we have we have agreed that he's going to trim it down to to a manageable size. You know, uh, he's not going to go, you know, uh, big flashy like his predecessor. Mm. So the chances are going to be mean and lean cabinet so that it's, it's become more more responsive to the is- mm. issues. But the question is, which ministries are, are mm. likely to mm. be maintained mm. or embellished? Your mm. take on that? I think um, if, if you look at uh, the president's posture uh, since he took over, um you would have seen that uh his 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 posture has always been towards the economic cluster uh, by and large meaning that he recognizes that the biggest of impacts has to be around um consolidating the economic cluster so uh, even though i'm not close to the um the processes at this stage but i i imagine that it will be mostly those ministers uh, ministries around the economic cluster. And I think, for instance, um, if you look at, in my experience, the DMR, the Department of uh, Minerals and Energy, minerals uh, 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 at the moment, it's separate with energy. It used to be in, I think, about 10, uh, in, uh, in, in the Mbeki years it was. And I've seen a lot of disjointment, even though there's synergies between the two, and I would imagine if they were to be uh, uh, aligned and somehow joined, uh, a lot of mileage can be got out of that. Uh, I do have a, 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 um, also a, a feeling that um, you are likely to see also tourism uh, being merged with environmental affairs because uh, at this point you know they're sitting separately. So you're likely to see that. Um, I, 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 there was a, a feeling in the past that um, the Department of Water Affairs, um, and, and so, so you might find that because of the shenanigans that happened there, there might be uh, synergies around the water affairs as well somewhere there. So I, I, like, I, I would think that uh, tourism uh, and, and environmental affairs might be matched. I would think that... Uh, uh DMR might be matched with uh, energy um at the moment also the, the there's a likelihood that uh, a ministry of communications and telecoms might be merged again because you 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 would know that um there's a lot of duplication between the two in 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 so far as um many of their responsibilities are concerned where you would find that uh, for instance if you are a telecoms company there are other aspects that you you would go to uh to 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 
telecoms ministry for and when you're there you find that some of your operations actually report to, to department of communications so that has posed quite challenges for many of the of, of the businesses so you might find that it could be helpful to to match those two in fact if you look at the statement that he issued when he appointed minister stella and Abeni Abrams, he did allude to that fact. So you might find that uh, uh, te- uh, post office, telecoms, comes somehow there would be some measures around those. So I assume that, that the other thing that, that always also concerned many of the people as well was that you would find that uh, some companies, especially state uh, SOCs, are sitting in DPE, like uh, the uh, public enterprise. And you would find that at, at the same time, many of them report directly to the, to, to, to their regular, uh, department. For instance, you find that, um, Prasa, for instance, reports directly to, to Department of Transport. And yet you, uh, you have the depart- the Minister of Public Enterprises, Still overseeing somewhere. So, so I'm hoping that there are, there's clarity there or, or, or there are synergies that are foreseen so that at least this ambiguity between where do they actually sit because they, you find that they run between two ministries. So, uh, mainly those, I think, the rest, I think they, they're sitting quite, quite okay. And if you, if you do that, you're likely to cut from 35 to, 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 to um, to close to 20. But I hear there's a lot of talk that they're looking at between 15 and 18. Which is, which is a pretty much a reasonable number given the size of the country. But perhaps maybe let me take, go, let's go back to, you see, the bigger picture that, or the rationale behind reconfiguration mm. and making a relatively smaller cabinet or ministries is to align, um, you know, activities to a point where business is easy to do. Mm. Um, that's the fundamental issue. Efficiencies. You know, it's all about efficiencies. Mm. It's not about just, you know, aligning for mm. sake of alignment. Yes. And, and this is something that South Africans always have to have in mind. Uh, South Africa among, is rated among the, 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 the weakest countries from a competitive, uh, from a competitive point of view, but also from a, from a environment where, uh, you know, uh, uh, is it relatively easy or not easy for South Africa to, you know, for South Africans or foreign nationals yeah. to make business? Yes. Because these are some of the things that, um, are, are stifling, you know, uh, progress in as far as, un, you know, addressing unemployment because yeah. you don't have a seamless, a system. Let me give you an example. You find that you are a mining company, right? You come from Canada, like many of them. Um, if you generally, you would find that if you're looking for a license to operate, you approach the Department of uh, uh, Minerals. But as we speak, other key licenses that you seek are sitting in other ministries, like water. And then energy, uh, for, for some of your, so, so you find that that becomes a challenge because you might find the DMR approving your license to operate because that's the main ministry that you are at. And because your, your mining operations use a lot of water, uh, you find that uh, the Department of Water Affairs is sitting and many of these companies, some had to pull back because they said to, uh, between 
12 to 18 months without licenses being granted for instance by the department of water when they have been granted by by the main ministry by the main ministry so if if you see those departments actually uh, those ministries either aligning fully or being fully integrated or somehow processes aligned that will ease the, the the ease of doing business because we've we I, I know of two mining companies that 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 stopped after they they were granted licenses so so meaning that it is really a burden for some of these operations that come from outside the country and imagine how many jobs would have been created if we had a seamless system yes. that looks at you know from from when you when you apply when for you a license in. And when you get it, it is just a seamless process. Absolutely. And I think those are some of the technical things which the president must really look at, um, you know, in, in, if he wants to address unemployment, because those are relatively quick wins, mm, mm. you know, because we are very uncompetitive, mm. we are very inefficient. Mm. So those are the areas that he needs to do. But before, before mm-hmm. I welcome um, Eric Stillman, who have just joined us, I see there's an SMS online. Uh, it's from um, Helene. She says, um, I presume it's a, it's a she, even in Nimrod, there's a crisis in Yeovil, massive protest, uh, protest, Yeovil police, police number does not work. Uh, Hillbro, uh, does not answer. Please, can you help? Uh, I'm sending WhatsApp so that I can get uh, 10 or 10 triple one. Uh, but put, they put the phone down, obviously. Um, um, Helene, I will see what we could do from this side of the end to make that pronouncement made. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you How for bad. sharing, you know, yeah. the, you know, that kind of a, a, a scenario. Uh, on that note, let me take this opportunity to welcome, um, you know, Eric. Eric, welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Nimrod. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Head on our heel, head, head, and um, as as you came in, we're just wrap, wrapping up the what we can define as low-hanging fruit in terms of reconfiguration of the cabinet, mm. which is something that it is within the president's, you know, uh, prerogative and <coughs> power, even though there obviously will be, you know, contestation here and there. Sure. But that's one thing that we need to get right, because yeah. it's not just simply a question of, of reconfiguring cabinet for sake of it. Mm. It is ultimately about making South Africa... South African businesses work efficiently. Yes, that's that's point number one. Sure. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, so I think uh, that uh, Cyril is going to go for competency and needs to go for competency. I hear there was a report on the news today that he's going to have a balanced um, cabinet in terms of age, some young people, some older people, gender, uh, uh, men and women. Um, experience and and youthful uh, uh, competency uh, demonstrated capability and understanding of 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 the task ahead and the uh, capability of delivery that's to have competent ministers and and directors of government is is priority number 1 and i think that's where Cyril is going to focus as i heard justice on the way here saying you know focusing on the economic cluster but all the other clusters education healthcare Social development, um, land and, and agriculture, they say, is going to be brought together. So in terms of the cutting down the size of government, I think there are a couple of sort of reasons for that. I think first and foremost is it's not just the number of ministers and deputy ministers, you know, and their big expenditure that they spend on their own. 
but also the departments that go with them, because every minister has a whole team of ministers which are duplicated. So wherever you can rationalize departments which effectively belong together, strategically they belong together. I think he's talking about, as I say, land and agriculture. Um, I, I, I heard Justice talking about minerals and uh, and, and energy. It's it's one sort of cluster. There's not really enough to do to 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 split that up. So in that, in so doing, there will be to a certain extent a the benefits, cost savings, and also more focus to to what those departments are doing. Um, in terms of some of the. Uh, uh, priorities. I think a lot of people uh, have, you know, have talked about policy certainty. Now, I, I think if you look, look at the two biggest ones, the land issue and uh, the minerals, um, uh, the minerals uh, BEE charter, which has been in in such dispute for such a long time, and which has held back investment from a sector which is. Ripe and waiting. Those are two sectors which are ripe and waiting for, for, for a number of reasons. They're not dependent on the local economy. They're both internationalized, globally relevant sectors which have got a market worldwide from China to America to Europe. So what has prevented both local and, and international companies coming in is because they don't know which way government is going. Is there going to be wholesale Expropriation without compensation. How is it actually going to be handled? Is there going to be a need to do what Zimbabwe's done in terms of handing over ever much more um, shares for nothing to BEE partners? So I think the answer to that one, you know, these are just some of the issues. Uh, maybe I'll venture some ideas in terms of how they can resolve them uh, shortly. And uh, yeah. No, thanks for thanks for that uh, insight, um, um, Eric. Uh, which obviously leads to my next question, uh, because Jacob Zuma tried um, to institute performance management yes. uh, by signing contracts with uh, ministers, but we all know that it was just a facade, mm. uh, because you've had the worst performing ministers who have been kept, and 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 we sit in hope that Cyril will not pay pay lip service around performance management of of the new ministers because this is how we're going to judge him uh, because if 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 you are going to opt for competency if you're going to opt for meritocracy um uh, as opposed to uh, uh, uh any other form of 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 um Deployment, which was used by his predecessor, uh, those are some of the things that we need to focus on. Yeah, and and let's have a clearly defined performance contract. Each minister needs to perform according to a particular standard, so that all South Africans are aware what are those performance standards which um, are expected on each minister, so that we we cumulatively we get to a point where we can see where the country is going. Yeah. Because if you don't have those kinds of um, uh, performance standards and targets yes. per ministry, sure. we are just wasting our time. Yeah. Because we we're still repeating the same old, you know, uh, um, you know, rhetoric of his predecessor, where we're told that so many people have signed contract, but when you get the performance, has been dismal. So, so, so I think um, uh, I think Cyril ought to work around this issue very carefully and institute it. Um, do you think there's a political will? And is it something that he's going to follow? That's the, that's the million dollar question. 
absolutely, because uh, before the Zuma era, there was, as you know, uh, uh, there was a program of action. It was on the government website. Every single department had an agenda with targets and, and a plan of action, uh, which was announced in the State of Nation, uh, a speech, and then quantified in, in terms of the budget. Um, and then there were deliverables and who's responsible and targets and timelines. And that was monitored on, a, on an ongoing live basis. And Cyril was the architect of that. Cyril ran Tabombeki's office. He ran Mandela's office as well. So he's been there. He knows about it. And he's been in business. So he knows about governance and, and how boards of directors work. So I have no shadow of doubt that that will be his style of management. What do you think, Justice? Look, um, th- there's a bit of both uh, in my mind in the sense that um, Cyril's got a very difficult job ahead because he has to juggle uh, a couple of balls. He has, while there's uh, the competency and the of people that he needs to nominate, he still has to to play uh, political game. His by political by. game, and at this point. He's playing it very well because obviously um, he, he he has not he doesn't seem to have left left anybody behind, so he will have that. But what uh, encourages us at this point is that he uh, has um, has has made the right noise around the competency of the state, meaning that uh, beyond ministers, there is going to be a much more focus on, for instance. For instance, the more administrative type of, of, of delivery from, in other words, from the DG down. So, which is the difference that focus that we're seeing now? Because I see from the Department of Planning and Monitoring, they have issued a, 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 a draft government gazette that begins to want to draw uh, the DGs and their staffs into compi- into 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 performance uh, accountability for even from that line of sight, because before it was minister only, and then you didn't have the line of sight from the planning and monitoring. So so now they 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 drilling down, which probably goes to the point of my colleague to say you can see that there's a new sheriff in town by by bringing in uh, the business kind of 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 focus. So because. If that happens, it means that whether or not ministers change in the administration, you still have accountabilities uh, and co- continuity going on. So hopefully that, that will work. You know, you've raised a very interesting point, but perhaps maybe let's take it after the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, maybe just before we go to this break, let's just ponder on the, the value of consistency mm-hmm. in irrespective of who's at the office. Mm-hmm. Because this is one one biggest issue which has been deviling South Africans, you know, in that you get this minister, the next minister, everything changes. So we need to have that line of consistency, irrespective of who comes. But how does he handle it? Let's wait and see. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The man who stops advertising to save money is the man who stops the clock to save time. To find out how High FM can work for your business, call us on 010-140-4090. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Dembele on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back. Uh, it's amazing how time flies uh, when you're really having fun. I've got regular folks uh, in studio, uh, Eric Stillman, of course, and Justice Indaba. We, we literally 
you know, unbundling or unpacking the the sixth administration uh, headed by Sir Ramaphosa with a view to say what are the low-hanging fruit. Uh, we've already indicated that, um, you know, uh, cabinet, uh, uh, you know, configuration or reconfiguration is going to be one of those. He's going to trim it down and make it much more responsive, um, you know, to a point that, you know, with, with this, this, this efficiency, because in the previous administration, there were no efficiencies. The second point that perhaps maybe we need to spend some time on, which Eric slightly touched on earlier, which is linked to growth. You cannot have growth until you have addressed issues relating to policy certainty. One of these around land, which is a very thorny issue. There has to be a consistency. There has to be a determination, whether whether positive or negative. There has to be a determination. Already there's a principal position on the side of the NC that uh, expropriation of land will proceed, uh, in some instances without compensation. So that's one issue. The other one, obviously, is around mining and so on and so forth. So these two very important variables have a direct impact on the growth of the economy moving forward. So we will not see the growth that we see or will we seek until or unless we address those those specific issues. Mm. And and Eric has a view on what could be in the president's mind or what 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 is the best model in addressing policy certainty because not only in the president but also the the rating agencies. Because yeah. the, the, these issues are intertwined. Sure. You know, because when you you know the rating agencies cry has always been over and about Above the fact that you know um, your debt, debt, de- your debt to GDP ratio has to be kept to a certain level, sure. but it's also about policy centered, yeah. which fundamentally t- speaks to the land issue as well as the the the, the, the charters. Sure. Add two other big areas that they've been wrestling with for for a number of years, and the one is um, independent power producers, the IPPs, who who uh, can produce power for ESCOM. Um, and for the national grid, and already hundreds of billions of funding has been committed by investors, and they're not allowed to um, go ahead with those projects because no one has signed the agreements to let them go into into force. And the release of spectrum for of data uh, uh, to 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 by, you know by government that is available, which will bring data costs down, and will bring Unleash the IT economy. So, my 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 thoughts on that are, I think, the brilliance of Cyril Ramaphosa is his negotiating and reconciliation ability, most clearly demonstrated in the way he organised and orchestrated the release of Nelson Mandela, the bringing together of F. W. de Klerk and all of that transition to democracy number one, and then. A, a, which had forever been irreconcilable and he managed to reconcile all of that and with uh, uh, Rolf Mayer to write a new constitution that everybody agreed to and off we went into democracy. So I think his skill in negotiating and solving conflicts is, is, is amongst his, you know, most outstanding qualities. So I think, for example, the first, uh, uh, take one sector, and that is uh, uh, the the energy, uh, the IPPs. He's already given an instruction. There, there's been, a, I believe it was a gazette or an instruction last week, in the past week, for the IPP agreements to be signed, for independent power producers to come on stream. Now, it's not 
all of the resolution of the ESCOM issues. He's got a war room on ESCOM. He's got a war room on the economy just to show you how he means business. But resolving the underlying conflicts has to be done. You can't just have certainty where there are two elephants in the room who are wrestling with the buffaloes mm. that are wrestling with each other. You know, on the land issue, take the land issue as a second example. He's put in a place in process last year of going around the country and getting everyone's views. The Africana farming associations, the landless people's associations, and there's now a body of, of, of understanding of what needs to be done. In fact, they've already announced land will be released, some of it in tribal lands, how the Ingonyama Trust under King Goodwill Zuelatini, how that real land is going to be released is a bigger question mark in a way than how uh, small farmers in, in, you know, Northwest or Limpopo are going to bring in, 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 in partners under compensation, okay, under, under expropriation. Those are not the targets. He said also very clearly that productive agricultural farming activity is not going to be disrupted in any way. What you're going to do is you're going to be government itself has got millions of hectares of land, of arable land that it can release for housing, it can release for agriculture. And there will be cases where people have got a claim, as it has happened under the land claims process, which we've already had in place for the last 20 years. Okay, after the the land claims commission and the land claims courts and commissioners all over the country, and there's been inefficiency in government. So his agenda there gets back to performance management. There's a process, there's an action plan, there's a strategy. He can resolve that issue. He can satisfy the people who toy toying for land, and he can demonstrate performance. So that's a second area. On the mining thing, there's already an agreement with the Chamber of Mines. I think they have another name now. Okay, on on what percentage of uh, uh, equity has to be brought into BEE? It's now there's there's agreement on it. Just has to be implemented. There is no more policy uncertainty. There's certain maybe clauses that that the chamber is testing in court, but there's there's fundamentally agreement on the way forward. Even with Spectrum, there's there's a, a, an agreement that they're going to release Spectrum. Vodacom, MTN, and Celsius are not too happy because they'll have competitors. But there is a view on that already. So I, I see that there will be rapid clarification and much more certainty very soon. Look, I mean, uh, Justice, before you come in, I think that's what um, would underpin uh, economic growth. Yes. Because there are a lot of investments that are literally waiting, Pending, yeah. you know, waiting to have sure. that kind of, 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 of clarity and certainty. Uh, which will obviously bump up the numbers. But but that also lies in a host of other issues, issues around equity, issues around inclusivity, because my biggest worry is that politicized certainty, it is admirable because it, it it's linked to foreign direct investment, which all need. However, you know, the downside is that we have had policy certainty under, under Becky, if you recall, and yet, you know, we had jobless growth. Hmm. You know, so so that's one thing that uh, you know Salomaposa's administration need to be very careful about. Mm-hmm. That you can have policy certainty does not necessarily have does not necessarily mean uh, and opportunities and growth. So 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 there has to be an emphasis 
uh, in my mind, there's been emphasis or a, 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 a consideration on how do we, now that we have a policy certainty or we've clarified making waters in the policy arena, mm-hmm. everybody's happy that, you know, the investments will be guaranteed. But how do we take it further such that the 38% of unemployment rate that we see gets dropped? I'll, I'll give you some thoughts on that. It's not true that there was jobless growth and that it was not partially inclusive. In the Mbeki era, the heydays of 2006 when we reached a 6% growth rate, you'll notice unemployment came down in that year or the next year to 21%. I'm talking about the narrower definition of unemployment. Right now it's up there 27. uh, Correspondingly, the broader definition, which is now 38, I think it was at 31 or 32. So there were definite inroads. The amount of employment that was being generated was was huge. It was agriculture. It was even, uh, it was retail, it was services. Was financial services, wholesale retail, and even more so the, the broader base of, of the emergence of the so-called black middle class in huge numbers took place in those years. Don't undermine that. And that was employment both within business and government. And some of the tools of that were just the fact that there was growth and people needed more employees. And number two, the BEE policy and codes which are still in existence and are not properly implemented because of, to a certain degree, a lack of competency in the departments that run them. And that actually, like, for example, one of the things last week you talked about small business. One of the most effective tools of broadening the base and empowering small business is to link emerging business to established businesses. There are tools to do that. You get people onto the bank's database, onto the retailer's database, to the automotive value chain. Now, the automotive, new automotive industry plan has got a plan for bringing more and more suppliers into the value chain. Uh, uh, that's, in other words, get on with the job of includes inclusivity in the economy. Look, I think, uh, 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 maybe to catch the debate as as as, as from where my colleague, uh, but at the end of the day, we shouldn't at this day in time uh, argue about whether or not the the growth period that we had um, was jobless or not, because that debate is not going to take us away. The sure. fact of the matter is that we were highly efficient in as far as the macro <coughs> level was concerned, <coughs> which is. At that point, it was needed because, I mean, a new uh, black government had just taken a place, so the international world was insecure. Sure. Hence, the RDP policies were somehow put aside for in favor of gear. Because That's gear period, I agree yeah, with you. Sure. Because there was an understanding that um, we needed to arrest the the macro level of, sure. which meant then, into the point of Nimrod, that while we then secured the macro level, we didn't make the sufficient inroads at the micro level where the sure. impact is, which is why, uh, if you look at it ultimately, where we have the most of problem, if you look at the 7% between the 21 uh, the six percent between the twenty one and the twenty seven mm. of the narrow definition sure. 
Uh, even that has meant that we've had a lot of uh, unemployed youth with uh, actually 60% of the population. So, which means that in itself that becomes a huge threat. So what has happened is that while we, 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 we made serious inroads, that is why you saw the demand for a, um, call it whatever you want. Some call it radical economic uh, transformation. Some call it inclusive growth or whatever the case might be. The fact of the matter is that we have a high number of uh, very, very uh, unemployed youth in mm. South Africa, <coughs> majority of which are black, which the numbers, if they are not arrested, um, cannot can pose a, a, risk, a high risk to the economy itself, which means that one of the fundamental issues that the president or a, a government in the, the sixth parliament has to grapple with is that of creating jobs in the right specter, in the right uh, uh, fora. Because mm. remember, while we were <coughs> while we were trying to improve, we had the 2008 uh, world uh, crisis, economic crisis. Sure. In any case, which was not favorable, but that our our economy was so strong that it withstood that. Because of our financial uh, 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 services sector. But the fact of the matter is that we still have these problems that we have to, in this current parliament, address urgently. Because uh, now what it means is that we have to ensure that we build a sufficient uh, growth level of the economy to the levels of between 3 to 6%. But in in this time, that growth has to be meaningful to the levels that are required, meaning mm. that we need to have the growth that now addresses the micro aspect of the of the meaning micro is that day to day because remember we've lost so many uh, uh, jobs, many of these jobs were in manufacturing in mining. What agriculture. We, in, agriculture, what we need actually, in actual fact, we need to grow the agricultural sector because it's another sector that we allow, we allowed to actually deteriorate unnecessarily mm-hmm. because that sector and the services sector and the professional <coughs> sector can actually uh, assist us to employ more people because it means that fundamentally our economic status can no longer be Bias towards mining and manufacturing. Sure. So it's a, it's, it's a change of factor. So the, this current government has to look at that and say, look, we have to look at uh, new sectors and then sustain the previous sectors, but new, look at new sectors to assist us to grow and include more people that were previously not included. Yeah, look, Justice, I think, I think this is the, that's my line of thought, mm-hmm. Eric, mm-hmm. Uh, for simple reason that the, there seems to be a preoccupation mm. On a macro consideration, yeah. a macro consideration that 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 are more uh, you know looking at, at at how you know uh, government and foreign multinationals as well as rating agencies yeah. perceive the country. Yes, uh, it's well and good because those are I mean if you're running a deficit budget, yeah. uh, we, like we do, you gotta sure. borrow money from sure. somewhere. Sure. If you borrow money from someone, yeah. there are certain conditions sure. um, that comes along with that. Yeah. But but you know that almost lopsided. Consideration negates the current burning issues mm-hmm. that we currently seeing in that, uh, which again tied up to my very, my, my earlier point, 
uh, if you recall, that we've had jobless growth. You know, even if it's 21 percent, you know, um, we did not grow at the level that was absorbing majority of people that were coming into space. Mm. And 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 we can address. I agree. We can address. We should address. We have no choice to address the macro issues around policy setting because that could potentially unlock, you know, give or take two or three percent. You know, but is it optimum? Can we settle for that? The answer is no. We can't settle for that. We need a, a, a broader and more aggressive uh, introspection in terms of what are the bottlenecks mm-hmm. and how do you bring them upstream. Yeah, l- l- agree with you. And, and I say these two are I- actually interlinked. If you take companies that are actually running businesses and uh, uh, are at the currently are not growing the way they should because the person in the street doesn't have disposable income because the rate of unemployment is high, immediately you get more certainty, not only for foreign investors, but for local retailers, wholesalers, manufacturers, everybody, mining, everyone in this, in this, including government itself, instead of focusing on rationalization and cutting down and retrenchment and letting people go, you now have a positive prospect of opening up more stores, of expanding your operations, covering a bigger spectrum of the country, putting property development and retail operations into townships, into rural areas. That was happening in the very, in the good years, okay? Now, you also have policies in place. There's going to be natural employment. There was a natural tendency. The quickest employer, by the way, is the services sector. If you notice the fluctuation in, in, in employment figures from uh, quarter to quarter, it's invariably in the financial services sector, the banks and the insurance companies and the intermediaries there, the retailers, the wholesalers, and agriculture because agriculture is very seasonal. You can have up to a million fluctuation in employment in agriculture depending whether the farmers have got confidence, whether they've got irrigation, whether they whether it's going to rain or not rain. Okay, um, now yeah. there are in addition employment creation. Initiatives which exist which are not being run properly. One of them is the learnerships and skills development environment. The CETA system was designed at the first growth and development summit precisely to create employment opportunities, EPWP and all of that. And even now, um, the so-called YES program, Youth Unemployment Scheme, which all the top CEOs have gathered together to promote Nobody's monitoring that. There's no performance management that I'm aware of to say we have there was a target to to employ a million youth. If you're succeeding in a million youth, you can create five million jobs, ten million jobs. Is so it, you can't say that, <laughs> Eric, because yeah. you'll be in trouble just now, <laughs> especially on the Yes uh, project, because uh, infrastructure is just put been put down to to manage the yes program but where i differ with you i yes. I, I agree with you in many ways but yes. um sorry uh doc to interject but where i really really think that we we missing the the point in mm. south africa is that we fail to recognize that we have to 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 really deal with the structure of the economy mm-hmm. You know, because people keep talking about all these programs, all many of these programs that we've had dealt with really the, 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 not the fundamental issues in terms of, for instance, let me give you an example. The, many of the programs that we had, whether it was the learnerships or whoever, 
or, 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 or the retail sector or whatever still sustain the consumption part of how our people are, which we've said that structurally we need to sway that towards the production side of things. In other words, we have to sway the economy towards producers more than consumers, right? Because consumers meant that people that we we target half the time all they do is they consume they throw away they you know that we need producers and the more we have producers the more we can impact on the Meaning numbers to 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 export to 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 reg- to also close down the deficit between importing and exporting which is one of the problems that we have currently because and also the structure effect of the economy means the means that the point that I've made to say look if you you twiggle with the structure of the economy, you then deliberately work on issues that ensure that it brings in more people. Because the way the economy was structured, it was structured to exclude. Okay, by its very nature, it was structured to exclude a, a huge sector of the economy of of, of 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 the population. Now you have to to embark on deliberate st- uh, 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 strategies that bring in. Those participants, and how do you bring them in? You bring them in to produce. You don't bring them in to consume only. You know, you, so, 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 we also begin to change what the point that we're talking about this morning of ensuring that we also change the focus of, of, of producing a million, uh, university graduate while we, we underlook the technical skills of TVET uh, students. So we sway those numbers across. So we ensure that we produce more technical technocrats, fitters, boilermakers, uh, electricians, Absolutely. electrical Absolutely. engineers, and those kinds of people. So we we work more and more towards producing and bringing in producers that must be mainly black in this instance. But here's another elephant in the room, which I want um, uh, you and Eric to deliberate on as we're literally wrapping up in three minutes. Um, you know, the elephant in the room for me uh, is two. With all, assuming the, 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 the macro considerations are now okay in that policy certainty is there, um, which would unlock a sizable percentage in terms of job creation and getting the economy to run as it should. In my mind, there are two variables which which are almost... Uh, deliberating. One is access to market, which deals to your issue that you structurally, you know, because most of the budding businesses that that enter uh, get get stifled because they don't have access to market. It doesn't matter how good you are, your products are. If you don't have a market where you're going to sell your goods and, and your products, you're not going anywhere. Hmm. If you're not going anywhere, you're not uh, you, you're not really uh, building yourself to a point where you know we can create more jobs. That's one thing that we need to sort out. The other one is second. Um, the other one is, is access to funding. Uh, these, to me, to me, are two fundamental considerations of which the new administration, if we were to look them, look at them differently, we're more likely to to to, to address unemployment. But then rates. again, markets and funding are skewed in the way that they are structured at but the moment. My point if you exactly. go if you go to any funding institution, the factors and that they look at are wrong in the way that they they they, rec- you know, they, they, they in the way that they consider funding a a project, for instance. Okay, that's exactly the point that we're making. That 
in terms of 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 changing the structure 10 seconds you, 10 seconds now you have to change even the way in which you consider funding projects eric as we wrap up yeah actually uh, agree with both of you on this take um data spectrum in this country which is dominated by the two or three major players when you release more spectrum the cost of data is going to come down and a whole lot of smmes are going to come in to that space. That's particularly why ICASA has determined that that's the way to go. You're going to see, and that, by the way, you can't call really producers in the same way as manufacturing because the whole e-commerce, IT, online world is not like the old economy. And the youth of today, I've got great confidence in the youth of today, or IT savvy or tech savvy, can enter into that space. That's where employment is going worldwide, and I think our youth can flood into that sector and simultaneously restructuring the sector so Vodacom and MTN might not be the richest companies in the country anymore, but there'll be a whole lot more players involved. Absolutely, absolutely. Unfortunately, we don't have much time. We're going to leave it there. As always, it's been a pleasure. Justin, thank you very much for your insightful uh, consideration and and thoughts. Uh, Eric Stillerman, once again, thank you very much for coming through and making very credible uh, insight, which unfortunately, because of time constraint, we're going to leave it there. I think we need to have more conversation in this country around how do we address the structural limitations. Uh, and, And that's elephant in the room for me because... You know, that perpetuate the current status quo, but also create consumption uh, uh, mentality, which we need to move away from. We need to be a nation that produces, not a nation that, 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 that consumes. Once again, it has been a pleasure to have you on board, and I hope we have certainly delivered. Um, until we meet again, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.